Welcome to another episode of Alps In Brief, the Alps Risk Management Podcast. We're recording here at Alps Home Office in the historic Florence Building in downtown Missoula, Montana. I'm Mark Bassingthwaite, the Alps Risk Manager, and I have the pleasure of sitting down today with a longtime colleague, Julie Patterson, who has been with Alps for over 20 years now. Julie, before we get started, can you just give us a brief uh, introduction, background to yourself for our listeners? Absolutely, Mark. Be happy to. I've uh, been here at Alps for 20 years, really have enjoyed my time here. It's a great company to work for. I'm originally from California, but moved to Montana to have a different lifestyle in 1990 and have stayed and never left and am not going to leave. Yeah, that so happens to a lot of us. It huh? does, <laughs> yes. Well, uh, thank you for, uh, for uh, sitting down with me today. What I wanted to really talk about is, is looking at sort of the, the new lawyer situation and you know, going back many years ago, I'll, I'll sort of use me as perhaps the example we might talk about a little bit, but I was one of those guys that when I came out of law school, I hung up a shingle. And uh, boy, can that get a little frightening and crazy. You know, you're, you, you sit down, you, you try to get some kind of business plan in place, you look at trying to, you know, get some advertising, uh, get your computers, get the office set up, all these kinds of things. And sort of the last thing that you're thinking about uh, in, in so many ways is this whole issue of malpractice. Um, I just, you know, it, I don't have many clients yet, you know, and I'm thinking here. But I know that I was not alone or unique in this. When I started thinking about that whole issue, you sit here and say, you know, I just don't have the income stream yet to, to, to be able to afford this because, you know, I, I, I know what medical malpractice premiums look like. You know, docs are paying at times twenty, thirty, fifty, hundred thousand dollars a year in premium. And good well, I can't afford that. Is is that sort of how the insurance marketplace in terms of the legal malpractice arena is priced or can you just explain to a new attorney, you know, what am I looking at here? I would be happy to, Mark. Uh, it's completely separate than medical malpractice. Mm -hmm. So take that out of the equation and think about protecting your future. Starting out, you're opening your first practice here. You may not have a ton of money up front, but still the premium is going to be roughly, probably starting out between a thousand and maybe fifteen hundred. Okay. That's but, very different than what docs are paying, yes, that's for sure. it's very different. Right. It also depends on what limits you want to hold. It can go okay. a little lower, mm -hmm. it can go a little higher. But know that that carrier is going to have some premium finance terms to help you out so that you're not paying everything all up front if you don't have the cash up front. And really, when you open your doors, you want to protect yourself and your clients and do it right as you start out into your private practice. Because if you wait six months or a year down the line and now decide to go and you've got some money in your pocket, now you want to purchase the malpractice, no carrier in the marketplace is going to cover your prior work history to the day you open the doors to the day you decide to get that policy. Oh, wait. Okay, so now that's important. I want to make sure I, that we're all understanding this. So if I, if I sit down and I, I open up my office hang that shingle, and I'm doing a lot of marketing, networking, doing the things we all try to do to, to get the name out there, um, and I start to have a little bit of work, 
not much yet, but I, I build up. You're saying that, so if I wait six months to buy my first policy, all of the work that I've done up until the day I buy that policy, I'm in essence bare on. The, you the, are. The, the policy exactly. doesn't cover the, You're okay, bare that's, on that. Okay, that's good to know. On that time frame, because right. a lot of new attorneys don't realize that when they open their doors. Yeah, yeah. And it's a really key important fact to, before you open your doors, before you take that first client, is to get that coverage in place. Okay. When I think about, you know, so I'm hearing that the premium is is relatively affordable. Is that a normal kind of premium? Because it seems to me, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, you know, I don't, I, I haven't been in this long, you know, so, um, my exposure, if I'm thinking about the insurance carrier, it's got to be pretty low. What does it, that play? Yeah. How do, what does that mean to you guys? Am I onto something here? That, that What happens to my premium in the early years? Good Is, question. You are onto something. So starting out, when you come into a, a carrier with, and they give you a new quote for a new policy, you have no work history behind that quote, mm -hmm. okay. that policy. Right. And so you're going to get a credit for having no work history. They know that when they're quoting you. And they're, they're you know, putting that factor into the premium before they release it to you. Okay. So as your exposure increases over the years, as your practice builds and you get more clientele, your premium is going to mature, or some people call it in the industry, step rating okay where All you right. can expect gradual increases over a six-year time frame so basically by year six your premium would have almost doubled okay. provided the carrier has no rate increases as well as you haven't reported a claim and a settlement has been reached in that six-year time frame okay. so they're varying factors but maturing rating is common in all professional liability policies including those okay, so the, yes. all things being equal, the good news is, you know, I mean, uh, I understand that my risk matures, but it, it levels out. It does. So I don't keep seeing these increases my entire life because heaven, you know, but okay, I got you. So si roughly six years in, I'm considered fully mature. Okay. The, the, the final point that I'd like to just explore here a little bit is, is, is this, you know, what is it, why do I want to have an insurance policy, you know, in terms of what protection I'm buying because I can see people sit here and say you know again I'm just starting out I, I you know I, I've got my computer system and you know I got a good deal off online or whatever it might be and you know and it, it's it's furnished lightly there's just there's not a lot of assets you know I don't have tons of money I'm trying to protect in these kinds of things so I could also see just waiting a bit until it's more I, I'm more established before I start to think about insuring but it, 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 how do you respond to that kind of perspective? Do you see where I'm going with that? I, I see where you're going with that, and I hear that quite a bit. But you also have to put yourself in where your future is going yeah. for your practice. And as you're starting out, uh, it is a litigious environment that we live in now. And if you take on a client and for some reason a year out, you still don't have coverage, they're not happy with what they did, you have no coverage. You have nothing to help back you up in case you maybe did something wrong or maybe you didn't do anything wrong, but still that's what you're paying for. You're paying for that peace of mind to cover your practice as it grows. And if a misstep happens along the way, that's where the policy comes into play for you. Mm -hmm. So it's in other words, 
I'm buying a little comfort. I can sleep at night. You can sleep you know? at night. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, and I also think, I suspect, I mean, colleague to colleague here too, I, I, I think the other side that gets overlooked at, at times is we're also just trying to protect the client. I mean, exactly. it, it's, I, I want to work, if I think about who I'm hiring, you know, I, I would want to work with a lawyer that's insured as opposed to one that isn't. Because you know, again, sometimes just mistakes happen. You they know, do. and I, they do. You know, so I, I I think it's important for all of us to kind of remember, not only are we buying peace of mind for ourselves, but we're doing. You know, I, I, there's no disciplinary rule that says we need to do this, but it is the right thing to do. It you know, is to the make right sure that, that, that these clients are taken care of. Should should some misstep happen? Well, I appreciate. It. Do you have any final thoughts or? Anything else you'd like to add on this? No, I think we've right. covered everything. Well, Thanks. thank you very much, Julie. It's been a pleasure as always. And uh, I'll see you around the halls. All right. <laughs> All right. Mark. Well, thank you very much for listening, folks. That concludes uh, uh, this current episode. If you have any questions about the issues we've discussed today, please don't hesitate to contact me at mbass at alpsnet.com. We'd love your feedback on the podcast to include hearing about any other topics or issues you'd like to hear us cover. Thanks again. Have a good one.